That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, I am here with someone who I absolutely adore, Alex Valencourt. Hey Alex. Hi. (laughs) You can't see her big smile, but she's super happy to be here. So Alex, how did we, so we met, I did a, a logo and branding project for you. That was the first project I ever did, right? And then, then I moved on to like a brochure project for you. And then I don't know if there's anything in between that, but then most recently you've been in my, my boot camp, which has been an amazing experience for me. Um, so tell me what you do. So I am a parent coach and educator and My niche is really um, working with parents of preschool-aged kids, young children around, I would say between the ages of two and seven is where I like to uh, work. I I help because I love talking about tantrums. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to talk about, you know, my kid won't brush their teeth or they refuse to put on their coat, like I am your woman. Um, (laughs) I was a preschool teacher for, for most of my career. And I heard about parent coaching. I help parents with starting right now, if they're having a struggle in their own parenting or with their kids, I help them figure out what they want to work on and get them to a place where they want to be in their parenting like of calmer, more relaxed place. And it comes from the parents making small changes in their behavior because that will in turn um, help the kids make changes. And as an educator, I can tell people what has worked for me and give them resources. And it's, it's cool because I don't know if you know this, but I interviewed Cheryl couple weeks ago and you both are parent coaches you're both good friends and I think throughout this podcast episode we're gonna find just how different both of you are even though you do similar things so I'm excited to see that pan out yeah so I want to start with the business name and what the meaning is behind it there's a really cool connection that obviously I know about because I worked on your logo, but <laughs> let's let's start there in the thought process behind the visual of your logo too. So my business name is Avail Parent Coaching, and 
I was thinking about, okay, so I have this business. What am I going to, you know, what's my name going to be? Is it going to be my last name, Valancourt, parent coaching, like Alex, what, what do I do? And it came to me in a dream. No, (laughs) but literally it came to me before a dream. So as I was putting my head down uh, on the pillow one night, it came to me a veil. So the first letter of my first name with the first four letters of my last name, if you put them together, they spell the word avail. And I am a veil. I avail myself to you to help you with um, your struggles as a parent. And um, it just came to me and I was like, okay, that's the best it. ideas, they always come to me in, in my sleep or when I'm like showering or doing something where I'm not supposed to be thinking about. Exactly. Work. That's right. Because your mind is, is open right. most times. It's fully um, at rest. It's not stressed yeah. about it. Exactly. Yeah. There's no pressure. So your logo, and I'm going to have like your website and all that stuff in the, the show notes so people can go to your website and see what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. your logo has a tulip in it. So why, why the tulip? When I was thinking about my business, I was thinking about children, about the growth, about growth. I love flowers and gardens and thinking about how to help parents grow and children grow too. I mean, I, um, you know, if you nurture a plant, it will grow. If you nurture a child, they will grow. And and I will nurture parents to grow into uh, the best parents that they can be. So I just had this idea floating in my head of of a flower and the and the colors came to me too, pink and green. Um, it just I'm a very visual person. And even though my favorite color is red. Mine is too. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. No one likes red. It's too crazy. It's too powerful. <laughs> well, that that's the thing. Like, you know, I have red glasses right now and there, there's red in every single room in my house. But when I was thinking of my business, red and, I mean, pink and green were the colors that came to mind. And it's, just because I love walking past uh, pink flowers, I think it's funny. Right. I'm not a. I have a. I do not have a green thumb. I don't like to garden myself. Like interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. so not a gardener in the traditional sense. But you know, metaphorically, that's where <laughs> it's at for me. Well, you're attracted to the vibrancy of of those colors too. I think. Yeah. And I, when I started working with you, it was very clear that you have a big personality in a small body. (laughs) That's right. And I think as I started to get to know you more, it just, the mark became much more fitting. Not that I didn't think it wasn't fitting in the beginning, but I think as people get to know you, they're like, oh, she's very vibrant and bright and cheerful and positive and those are all things that I love about you and I think make you stand out in your your field and just as a human being and as a friend in general. So 
I, I love that. I love that your mark turned out so different than, you know, like Cheryl's in who's also in your field, also vibrant, but also very different. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I love working with both of you because there are such stark differences, but a lot of things that mesh well together too. So it's a, a cool comparison for me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned this a little bit, but what is the trajectory of events or what was like the turning point in your life or your career that made you pursue parent coaching specifically? So, um, like I said, I, I was a preschool teacher for many, many years and I was sort of going on the path of becoming a director because I have a big personality and because (laughs) I have really good ideas and because I'm very organized. So it was like, Oh, natural fit. But the more I explored that idea, the more I didn't like it. I just, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of administrative work and that's not my thing. And one day um, at a school that I was teaching at, and I was the assistant director of, a parent coach came to give a presentation. Oh, okay. And I listened to her presentation and I was like, oh, wow, that's what I want to do. And it's funny, her name stuck in my head for, I think it was a year. Oh my God. And I looked her up. And I saw a seal at the bottom of her website that had a school. That's where she got her certification. And I went to the website and I applied to this school to get certification, not really knowing exactly what a parent coach was, Mm -hmm. but I really vibed with the uh, owner of the school. She and I have similar philosophy and I started down the parent coaching journey. And and as I went along, I thought, yeah, this is, this is really great. So that's how I started. So it continued to to resonate as you continued to learn more about it, even though it was kind of risky jumping into something new, but did you have the intention of doing that full time at one point, or was it just something else that you were like, I'm just going to like explore it and see what happens? Oh, no. When I do something, I go all in. Now, Same. you know, it, it, you know, I may backtrack sometimes what's happening to me right now. And, and we might get to this, but is my, I feel like I am um, going to expand how I do parent coaching. It's funny. W- many years ago, I was talking to somebody about maybe being a therapist. And they said to me, Alex, you would not like it because it's just you and another person talking and you're an extrovert and you've got to be like center stage. Like that's going to be boring (laughs) for you. And, and here I am being a parent coach, working one-on-one with parents. Which is very similar, right? Right. And nowadays though, there are so many ways that I can talk about being with kids. You know, I just, I, I want to explore things like Toastmasters and learn about public speaking. Mm-hmm. And I want to start a podcast 
And, Hell you know, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've written, I love to write. You love writing and you're a great, engaging writer. I love reading everything you write. Oh, thank you. Um, I would love to be on a stage talking about kids and what I do. So there's, uh, you know, there's different ways to, to expand my business. Um, I, and I, I totally also want to bring up another passion of yours, because I'm not sure if you were going to get to this, but I think it totally relates to what you're talking about, but you also work at a camp in the summer and you talk about how much you love it and it's very different, but also I think relevant. So I'm wondering what is so great about this camp and, and why it lights you up so much. Oh yeah. So I work at camp stomping ground, um, in the summer. And what I do there is I'm in the maker space. Um, and what that is, is it's a space, you could call it like the arts and crafts area, but kids come in and they do whatever they want. So I've been an art teacher also, and I have a very, I am very passionate about art with young children. And I believe that we should not tell children what, how to make art or what to do. And kids themselves, in fact, with most things, I, I, um, I believe in, in um, non-traditional schooling as well. But anyway, so it, it, Camp Stomping Ground is a place where we um, work on radical empathy and helping kids see other people's point of view. Oh, and wow. so we, yeah, yeah, it's great. And, you know, how to resolve conflict in a positive way. And we give the kids a lot of freedom. And when you give kids a lot of freedom and you trust them, then they will do the right thing. And they are capable of a lot more than we give them credit for. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize that that is what that camp was all about at all. <laughs> That's so cool. And that even connects further to your philosophy. So it totally makes sense why you're so drawn to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Camp Stomping Ground also has two podcasts. So oh, great. Then we'll listen to them out. Yeah, that's awesome. This actually, I think this next question relates well to what we're, we're just talking about. But what is a pet peeve that you have about your industry? And you can kind of make that broader if you want. It doesn't have to be about your industry. But what is a pet peeve you have about, you know, parenting, whatever, whatever it may be? Well, I mean, the easy answer to that is, is that people don't know what a parent coach is. Like, that's the answer. <laughs> that's Hi, the I'm a parent coach. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that? And and that has been the, the the biggest challenge for me because people know what a preschool teacher is, and people know what it means to work at a camp, and people know what an art teacher is, you know, and people know what a therapist is. Coaches, life coaches, business coaches, business coaches are getting more um, well-known these days, I would say. Definitely. Um, but a parent coach, what? <laughs> so it, it 
sometimes it's, is challenging for me to explain exactly what I do. And I, the whole business part, as you know, from knowing me ha has been a real challenge to me. And so, you know, when I was in school or I've read, I've, you know, um, listened to a lot of um, webinars about running a business and it's like, what's your elevator pitch? <laughs> yep. I'm not, I'm not into making an elevator pitch. I understand that that helps people know what it is exactly, but I'm so not into it. So I'm still working on that. Like, how do I explain exactly what I do? Um, but that's been the biggest challenge is like, what's a parent coach? So, yeah. And I mean, I know when you, cause you reached out to me before Cheryl did. And I was like, what the heck is a parent coach? Yeah. But once you sit down and have a conversation, it's, it's much more easy to, to grasp it. Um, but yeah, I think that's a struggle that many people have is their elevator pitch because it's supposed to be short, succinct and like clear. And for people who don't know, I was in um, BNI, which is like a networking group where you meet every week. And so mm -hmm. you had to have like something to say every week. And that was such a big challenge for me was asking for what I need, like referrals to who, like that clarity is difficult for literally anyone in any industry. But um, there is the, the added pressure of trying to explain something that isn't common when you're something like right. a parent coach. So right. I get and that it, added layer. Yeah. And even saying, you know, it's so vague. I could sit here and say, I'm going to make you the best parent that you can be. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Like that, right. that's not, you know, and what I've realized is it's, there's like a few key points. We are going to have conversations. We are going to work on what you are struggling with. You've got to be open and you've got to be willing to change what right. you're doing because I'm not going to make your kid stop having a tantrum. So a lot of times, I'm not going to walk in your house and be like, you stop that. And then it's done. Exactly. Cause <laughs> that's, that's, a nanny. <laughs> that's a nanny, which I also do, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Um, actually being a working with kids at the same time that I being a parent coach is great because I have live examples every single week. Yeah. Um, so I can say this happened to me and here's how I dealt with it. It, it is, I have had parents observe me and say, oh my gosh, I never would have thought to do that. So that would have been, you know, that's great too, but that's not what I'm that's doing. different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to get really specific about, you know, what it is, how you can be positive about your role, know that you're doing the best that you can. And here's, you know, how kids work and, you know, try these things if you want, or they, the act of talking with somebody sparks things in them. So oh, really yeah. all the answers are coming from them because I'm not giving them the answers because that's what a consultant does. Mm -hmm. 
we're talking and they're thinking, oh, wait a minute, if I did this and I say, great, and I cheer them on and I hold them accountable and say, so did you try that thing that you wanted to? How did it work? You know, whatever. And it's been, I have had times where I have suggested things that did come from me and it never works, never. Mm. Hmm. It's it's called intrinsic motivation. We work with it with kids. It's like inception. With, with adults. People are only going to work on things if they are motivated to do it. Yeah. Not if somebody else tells them to do it. So totally. It's kind of like collaborative self-reflection. That's what yes. I'm I'm getting out of this. Yes. I'm going to write that down. Thanks. <laughs> My marketing brain is like, what are the words to describe this phrase? So you were just talking about how you're a nanny. So you have all these different roles, yeah. but they're all surrounded around children. So that's yeah. that's the, the common theme. So when working with children so often and also working with the parents, do you have trouble balancing bringing in your personal side and your, your professional side? Is there like a balance? Is there a line that like you don't cross? with these, these people, or is it not well, something you think about? <laughs> being an extrovert and being from New York city where we, I was brought up being very, very direct. Yeah. Um, I don't have much of a filter in anything. <laughs> so I don't hold back. I tend to not hold back and parents want to hear stories of people who have been there. Yep. I, you know, I have stories all day long and it helps to know that you're not the only one. No, I don't really hold back. I mean, on my, you know, there might be some, you know, childhood stuff that I'm not going to talk of about. <laughs> right. Nothing but, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all of my examples that I have, I think people really appreciate so what about on the flip side? I've been working with you in my boot camp on, you know, social media stuff. How has it been on social media to start bringing in more of like your your personal stories and and writing more? How how's that been? Oh my gosh, it's been great. I once I with your help realized that I could write a mini essay, for instance, on <laughs> long Instagram. form captions. Yep. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're called? That's what I call them. <laughs> okay. Once I figured out that I could do that, I was like, yeah. Um, because let it rip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to have a blog, but that was just like my own personal blog. Um, and I have a blog attached to my website um, that I don't write on as much. So I've got a stride with Instagram. So I want to um, do more of that in other areas. I just, you know, I just did my first webinar. So that was- Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Um, it was called, Is Your Child Extra? <laughs> and it was, um, it was a lot of fun. So- and you helped me so much with that. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was awesome. It was your a brilliant idea. I mean, I think that name itself just by itself is super engaging and makes me curious. I want to listen. I want to know more. And I don't even have kids. So <laughs> 
am I extra? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So what has been your biggest struggle since doing this whole parent coach thing as establishing your own business? What, what have you struggled with? And then maybe how have those struggles changed? Ooh, we, the number one, again, an easy question. Uh, the business side, it, it's something like, I know how to talk about kids and I know how to talk with parents. And once I've got the clients, I'm, I'm there. Right. Doing your job. You got that on law. Absolutely. <laughs> Getting the clients, marketing mm-hmm. that. Selling is, yourself. Yes. And it's not, it is selling myself, but all like, what do I think? I think that I'm going to put this aura out into the world and parents are going to be like, <laughs> oh, wow. Let me just fi- find I this have person. a sensation. I need this. <laughs> You know, what's interesting though, here's the thing. I also in my life, just uh, last year at the height of the pandemic, started cookie decorating. Oh my God. Another incredible thing that you do. I'm so impressed. (laughs) So impressed. (laughs) So it's, you know, to relate that to parent coaching, it's something that I do Um, to fill my bucket as it were and something that brings me great joy and when I'm happy and I have that kind of good energy then I can give it out to others so that's really important for parents but but um (laughs) I have given away some of my cookies on my buy nothing group my local buy nothing nice I love those groups and guess what I'm getting known for being a cookier Oh, like, oh my, my gosh, your cookies God. are so good. And a cookie lady, people know me as a preschool teacher. Yeah. Now I have to keep saying, and I'm a parent coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm also a parent coach. Right. I'm a parent coach. And it's like, you know, but wait a minute, you've been a preschool teacher for 20 years. Right. It's also not natural to talk about those things all the time either. Right. And so, and to slip that in, I'm getting more comfortable with it, but it sounds, it's, I really don't like to sound. um, Like you're selling. Yeah. (laughs) In my and you're not, you're not selling. You're just, you're saying yeah. what you do. This is, this is my job. It's just a, it's a, because, and also because I've worked for nonprofits my entire career, it was never, I've never, I've never been in this position. Right. It's I've never had to sell anything. So that's, that's a challenge. Even as you know, like, when we first started the jargon like I would literally vomit anytime (laughs) I had to use a jargon word and now I've gotten I've gotten better at it and my gosh yeah (laughs) I don't even remember the first one but you were like what is that word and I was like oh boy here we go (laughs) I know I've gotten so much more comfortable and the more that I do it oh with social media handle you were like, what is a handle? Oh, oh gosh, the handle. Yeah. <laughs> At blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. 
And this is, I'm going to totally shout out to you that having you as a coach makes me love my business. Put why that why your, is that? Put that on one of your posts. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm because, like, why is that? Because you're, you let me talk it out and, and, you know, get disgusted and, and you let me go through my process, which is what coaching is like, and you're, and also you compliment me because you're an introvert and I am attracted. Everybody in my life pretty much is an introvert. And so I really, uh, enjoy that balance. Right. So I'll be vomiting all over the place and you'll be like, Oh, I'm catching well, what, it. I'm what do you think about this? And yeah, it's a total, um, it really works. So the more that I am coached, the better I get and the more comfortable I get. Well, it's, it's, it's the same thing as when you're going through any sort of issue or, or trouble, talking it out is making it seem like less of a big deal because it's not stuck in your brain. You're not constantly ruminating on it and thinking about it it's like when you have a, something to do and you don't write it down you're like I gotta remember to do this I gotta remember to do it I gotta remember but then when you write it down you give it less power and you're like all right I will I will get to that that's a thing but it's not all in here anymore and I think once you say all this stuff out loud then someone like me I can ask the questions and then we can start digging into it but it's really hard to figure out what is bothering you or what you're struggling with when you don't talk about it out loud when it's just you. Right. It's really hard. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm glad you feel that way (laughs) (laughs) about working with me because I absolutely love working with you. And I think a lot of people, they struggle to talk about what they they struggle with because they don't want to seem weak or, you know, like they don't know what they're doing or that they're unprofessional when in reality, like we are literally all of us, everyone, we're all feeling this stuff. Absolutely. So that that's great. Very cool, Alex. All right. I want to switch gears. Okay. These are what I call like the fun random questions. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your answer for this one, actually. So if you were a car or your, your brand, your business was a car. What would you be and why? Um, if, if my business was a car, I would absolutely be the new Volkswagen Beetle. I was literally just thinking that in my head. I'm like, I think she's going to say Beetle. Like I see her as a Beetle. Why is that? Come on. Because those cars are so cute. They're, they are, they're, they, well, cause they look like toys. <laughs> brightly colored round pleasing to the eye they're they're like a kid's toy fun small fun <laughs> um yeah it's funny i was thinking i was thinking about this question and i was thinking about it in terms of me and also like for me first i thought you know all right if i was a car I wouldn't be a car because guess what? I don't even drive. So I was like, (laughs) I, (laughs) I would be a New York city subway. 
because uh, that's what I, that's where I traveled my whole life is on the subway. And then I thought, or I would be a 1970s pacer. I don't know. If I don't you, even know what that is. Oh, look it up. It is the funniest <laughs> looking car. It's also round. And it look, I loved it when I was a kid. It, it was just the, it's like a, like oh. an alien car. It's I'm, so look, I'm literally looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks it so like cool? you could like take off into space with that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, my brand, like a little bit wacky, a little bit off the beaten path. Um, you know, fun. I love to play. And yeah, so that's what, that's what I thought of. I like that. That's a great answer. I love how in each of these interviews I've done, everyone has said something different. Just the (laughs) point. Like, I I feel like that, that should happen, but I'm like waiting for someone to say something someone else did. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, still. I wonder how long it will go on. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's so cool. So when was the last time someone said that's so on brand for you? Can you remember a time? Yeah, I can. The last time someone said that is so on brand for you was you. (laughs) Here's the thing, Kristen. I think that people might not like go around saying that or do they, they do. They say that is so They say it in different ways. They don't, they might not say that's so on brand for you. They might say that's so you. I'm so I'm a very literal person. Mm-hmm. So when I hear on brand, I'm like, nobody says that. Me. <laughs> but um, that's so you, I guess, when in in, you know, working on one of my Instagram stories, like I set up all these props to, <laughs> to production. Yeah, it's, you know, I love um as I said, I love play and I love doing things like big. You get into character. Yes. Yes. I do. Um, And, you know, going back to the extra webinar, like I, I am the epitome of being extra. You are extra. (laughs) I am extra. And, you know, Wait, can you tell the story behind how you learn the word extra? Because I think it's really funny. Yeah. So uh, it was at camp and um, I was doing something outrageous. And one <laughs> of the counselors said to me, can you stop being so extra? <laughs> and I was like, extra? What the heck does that mean? And, you know, these 20 somethings like tried to explain what it meant. And the more I, you know, I have a couple of years now since I've learned that term and now I really get it. And I am so extra and I catch myself every time I'm being extra. <laughs> you I say, say it like in your head, you're like, here I am. Uh, yeah. Here I am being extra again. <laughs> so, That's funny. Yeah. I know when, when I see, like, when I think of you, it's usually like, I see a nicely decorated cookie. I'm like, I wonder if Alex could do that. Or it's like a beautiful cat. And I'm like, Alex would like this cat. Oh, <laughs> it was cats and cookies. Cats, cookies, like, um, yeah, just being silly. I mm-hmm. love to be silly. It's funny. That's what kids love. And I try to help parents 
I've worked with a number of parents who really struggle with that part of themselves. Um, what part of themselves? The, the playful, silly part? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's like, should a person who's not naturally silly be silly? Or that's not who they are. Like, leave that to somebody else and try to figure out, you know. Interesting. But when you're with kids, they really like it. So, <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's a delicate dance. All right. Well, how, how do you stay true to yourself and also do what is going to work with your kid? Right. And it's also allowing your kids to be silly, even if you're not. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What a different world. Our lives, our work lives are so different. (laughs) (laughs) I just sit in front of a computer all day and then you you're talking about hanging out with kids. It's crazy. So different. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Actually, this plays well into the next question. So tell me either a childhood story that is totally on brand for you or just like a childhood trait of yours that you think makes sense to, to this day. Um, so when I was in elementary school, I think I was, I think I was in sixth grade. We were in gym class. Great year. That was like my favorite year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. We were in gym class and we were, there was for, you know, it was unheard of, but there was a trampoline in the gym that day. I don't know how they. Like a full-size trampoline? Yeah. It was a trampoline. Oh my God. I'll never forget it. And, and so the whole <laughs> class was around the trampoline and, you know, we, I guess we were probably taking turns bouncing or, you know, whatever. And for some reason, the gym teacher had to go get something or he had to go to the office. There was something worse and you're left to your own devices in the seventies, the trampoline, but you know, but this is the seventies. We didn't care about like, you know, so much about (laughs) the safety stuff. So anyway, I was on the trampoline and I was like jumping and kind of posing and the entire class laughed. And I think at you or with you with me, good. like I made them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was a positive memory. First time. Yeah. The first time that I thought, wow, this is amazing. I just did something funny and everybody laughed and I loved that. And so I still love to make people laugh and, 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 and to not take yourself so seriously, Mm -hmm. like really like, come on, like the world is an amazing place. Like, let's play. It's fun. And that's what, again, going back to camp, that's what we do every single day for eight weeks. We play and it's amazing. So you laugh. Yeah. There's absolutely, I can agree. There's absolutely no better feeling than making other people laugh. Yeah. It's like my absolute favorite thing to do. Um, little known fact about me. I was nominated class clown of my class which is funny but I think I I mean I I consider myself funny but I think it's probably because I just love funny situations like I I just thrive in in that um Mm -hmm. and I definitely was more of an extrovert in high school but 
I think as I've gotten older, I've become way more introverted. Interesting. I think, I think it's a result of like working for myself, like four and a half years into this, I don't really see very many people every day. Like now I yeah. go out and I do things after work and I am exhausted, like so exhausted being around other people. So I think I'm more like introverted because my energy is like sucked from people and I don't like get as much energy from them anymore but it's kind of been like a complete 360 like I think if you knew me in high school and middle school you would think totally different but that's fascinating yeah yeah it is fascinating but I, I do agree with you like I still love making people laugh like I always go silly for Halloween because I just want to see people's faces. <laughs> like I just yeah, want to yeah. get a reaction out of people. It's like yeah. my favorite thing. <laughs> cool. I love it. Okay. So on the, on the same uh, tone as funny, I want to know what the funniest thing you've ever witnessed or like your funniest story is. Oh boy. So <laughs> many funny moments. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Th- this is a story that I have told so many times and it it's doesn't get old you could not make this up so oh my god here we go picture the scene so I'm a preschool teacher taking the kids to wash their hands for snack so I have like say you know maybe seven kids lined up against the wall standing in line to wash their hands and you can wash your hands. You can also go to the bathroom. So one of my kids, a little boy, he um, had to pee. And boys can either stand up or they can sit down, whatever their preference is. If you're a boy sitting down to go pee, you've got to sit a certain way. Yeah, you got to like direct it. Exactly. Well, this kid didn't want to do it. So, oh no. I'm standing there and he says to me, "Alex, Alex, can you hold my penis down?" <laughs> and I I I said, "You know what?" And I literally said this out loud to him. I said, "That's where I draw the line. Can't do it. I am not going to do that for you. Sorry. You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> you got to do it." Well, it was too late. And there was a beautiful arc it was a perfect arc like a rainbow of a spray of urine that came out and sprayed the the kids who were standing in line no oh no. yes it did and um and i can you know it was all it was all all over the place and 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 i was cracking up and trying to like deal with this helping the kids stand up and you know checking the children to make sure you know <laughs> seeing their outfits and one of the girls said that's okay alex it will dry <laughs> and I, she knows and, this from experience <laughs> well it was so something wet was on her it's like water it'll dry and i just thought yep number one i'm gonna have to tell these kids your child has pee-pee on them because they got sprayed. Also, I'm going to have to talk to the boy's parents to say, hey, listen, can you, you know, can you work on this? Uh, work on him holding his own penis Yeah, down. 
Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Wow, a lot of awkward situations in preschool, huh? So funny. So <laughs> funny. I mean, come on. How funny is that? It was- I'm crying. <laughs> I have literal tears. Oh, God. I don't know what I was expecting, but not that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, neither was anybody in that whole room. <laughs> and, and you know, kids. nobody has ever asked me that question before or since. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. It's my favorite <laughs> question to ask, honestly. <laughs> not not the penis question, but the funniest thing question. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. Because I think it tells a lot about like a sense of humor. Your sense of humor tells a lot about you as a person. Yeah. And the way you deal with funny situations, because a lot of times funny situations are like also very awkward and weird. Yeah. I mean, come on. You got to laugh. So funny. Oh, I need to like breathe for a second. Okay. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> and on that note, um, thank you so much for being on here and spending some time on this day with me. And I want to give you some time to talk about, you know, how people can work with you and contact you where they can find you or follow you on social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So thank you for having me on. This has been wonderful. Um, another like thing about me is that I love being interviewed. It's like a <laughs> fantasy of mine. I love it. So thank you for that. People can, can find me um, on availparentcoaching.com or on Instagram, Avail Parent Coaching, on Facebook, mm -hmm. Avail Parent mm -hmm. Coaching. Um, and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also coach couples together. Um, or if people uh, want to get a group of people together and do group coaching, that is also an option. Cool. All right. Well, and I will make sure I put all this in the, the show notes in the description so people can find you. But I highly suggest giving Alex a follow on Instagram. I love her long form captions. <laughs> As you can tell, she's a great storyteller, like very engaging and compelling. So again, thank you so much for, for being on here. I appreciate you. And I'm glad we've been connected in this world. Yes, yeah, same. Thanks for having me. All right. Goodbye, everyone.